Welcome, everyone, to South Minster Presbyterian Church's Advent Devotional Podcast, the day after Christmas, Monday, December the 26th. Uh, thanks for finding us here. Uh, whenever you're finding us, we're glad to have you join us. Uh, I'm here with Josh. Josh, good to have you here. Great to be here. Happy and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> it's, happy, it's happy and merry. Happy Christmas to you. Happy and merry. All, all of them lumped together. Um, it's just been a great time uh, the last two weeks at the church uh, with um, Breakfast with Santa and then Lessons and Carols, Christmas Eve service and Christmas Day service. And so uh, we hope that you found us in the, in the midst of um, kind of this busy season and that this continues to be a part of your Christmas and Advent and now going on towards Epiphany. Uh, today we have Mark Locke uh, joining us. Uh, Lou Gianelli could not join us, um, and so we asked Mark to come in and read. And so, Mark, before we get started reading, if you could please share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure, no problem, Josh. First and foremost, I think you two are very brave. <laughs> uh, when Josh came to me and said, "Would you like to come in and do the podcast?" I said, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" Because you know I can be a loose cannon from time to time, but. Sure. I've committed to be on my best behavior today, and so <laughs> yeah. um, I, I will do that. But uh, yeah, again, uh, my name is Mark Locke. We've been here coming to the church for 27, 28 years, raised all three of my uh, our, our, my yeah, our children here at the church. <laughs> sometimes, no yeah, sometimes, yeah. You gotta, don't know if you want to claim or not, but no, we've raised all three of our kids here, <laughs> very involved in the church, have served as elders, deacons. Uh, serve on multiple committees, so very involved in the church, and uh, was was glad to come out and uh, help you guys out with this. How's podcast. your holiday been? My holiday has been wonderful. Got through with a real successful breakfast with Santa. Um, I, I think the the best thing about it is um, as your children get older and move away, and mm -hmm. you know they all come back, and that's one of the cool things about the holiday season yeah. is. We all get to be under the same roof. Um, I know Abby got home uh, Saturday night. Uh, we'll see our oldest Josh probably on Saturday morning. But it's nice to yeah. get everyone back together. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Ben, we wish we can't wait for him to <laughs> head out. Get, but get on out. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll miss him like we miss the older two once he's gone, gone. But for yeah. right now, he's busy with you know school and plays More and theater, all kinds yeah. of stuff. But I really enjoy the the holiday season because we do get to to get everyone back together. Well, and that's what Karen was saying that yeah, that like with your siblings coming together and like that's a huge, you know, kind of part of of how that kind of plays together. And since you have mom here, right? Everyone's got to come to Centerville Springboro. Well, that that's that's, you know, for 50 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 52. For 50 years, we spent Christmas, my sisters, nieces, and nephews at my mom's house, right? Mom and dad's house. We uh, uh, lost my dad 15 years ago, so mm -hmm. even when he passed, we still would come on Christmas to. Right. And as my kids, but specifically my nieces and nephews, who are much older than my kids, uh, get married and have their own families, it's just not yeah. practical for everyone to come to Centerville, Ohio, right. uh, for Christmas. So um, last year was the first year we got together a week or two before Christmas up in Hudson, Ohio, uh, which is not necessarily central because a lot of my my sister and her family and my nieces and their husbands all live in Philadelphia or near Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
but everyone makes the effort to all be together. It just sure. can't be on Christmas. And I think that was tough for my mom, you sure. know, cause for 50, 52 years that it just, that's what it was. Mm. And she'd always told us, look, I know as you get older, the only thing I ask Christmas, I want you here at the house, you know, not new year's, not yeah, birthdays. Yeah, yeah. Not, and so she's coming around to where yeah. she realizes that's just not practical. We'll still spend, um, Christmas Eve with my mom and then my sister and brother-in-law niece and nephew from Cleveland, they'll come down uh, and then spend Christmas day with Karen and, and her family. Um, it's just, you know, things change, yeah. things change, but we all not only see each other, but we want to see each other. We're really blessed. We truly are blessed in that my kids and all my nieces and nephews, they plan cousins trips. Mm -hmm. They, they look forward to seeing each other. Um, yeah. There's certainly, a level of dysfunction in our family, but certainly not um, the level that some unfortunately have. And, and yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone gen, gen, genuinely wants to see yeah. each other and hang yeah, out yeah, together. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, so, nice. and so that's great. So it's a, it's a good time of year to do that. Thank you so much. Um, so if uh, you can start by reading the Hebrews scripture and then going right into what Lou has prepared. No problem whatsoever. Um, in these days, God has spoken to us through a son whom God has appointed as heir of all things. That's uh, Hebrews 1, um, chapter 1, 2, 2B. <laughs> Back for, half of verse 2. What? what? What's the B for? Uh, that's just the, they have the A part, which is before the comma. Uh, right. and then the well, B I, part I read the B a. part. That's perfect. <laughs> um uh, there is no other event in human history so monumentous as the incarnation event, confronting us as an undeniable reality in creation. This event is so powerful in and of itself that it does not matter if one believes or denies this reality. Through the incarnation, the Almighty Lord, creator and sustainer of this creation, has made his presence known both in time and space. The divine has manifested himself as human while retaining his divinity intact. The amazing act of the Holy Spirit's intervention in the incarnation brings to completion the prophecy of Isaiah through the miraculous and unprecedented pregnancy of Mary. And how of the incarnation is not part of the revelation from the Lord. We do not need to know how the incarnation took place. We simply need to believe it and proclaim it. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And that's from Hebrews 12, verse 2. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, Lou, uh, Lou knocks it out of the park. You know, we, you know, you can hear, you know, kind of his passion and his plea within it. Um, you know, I'm not sure how, how long Lou uh, served in the church, but, you know, he and I, whenever I uh, graduated seminary, he was really, he and I would go back and forth on, you know, kind of my Greek class that I was taking at the time. And it was just, you know, it was, it was refreshing talking to him mm -hmm. every time. And he does, he, he, he puts it right there. This event is so powerful and in and of itself, it does not matter if one believes or denies this reality. Yeah. And I think that that's such a, um, uh, an interesting look at it, you know, cause for me, uh, Jürgen Moltmann would talk about everything begins and ends at the foot of the cross. And so um, in my systematics theology class, we would talk about, um, 
kind of what is the where is one saved? You know, kind of where 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 did that begin? Was it in the beginning of time? Was it in the birth? Was it in the death of Christ? Was it in the resurrection? Was it when somebody believed? And so you kind of the teacher would divide, the professor would divide the class. And so everyone kind of divided themselves. And I think Lou will staunchly go right here at the incarnation, at the mm. birth of Jesus. Is that is where you know things kind of come into, and that's where salvation begins to kind of play its role. I don't know how y'all receive that or what y'all think about it. Well, I think it's a good, it's a good point. And I, yeah, I've talked with Lou quite a bit and I do know theologically where he stands on a mm -hmm. lot of things, but, you know, interestingly enough, you know, growing up, not super involved when I was super young with church, but, but when I did accept, you know, Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior, mm -hmm. that's when I, that's yeah, when yeah, I, yeah. that's when I felt it. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. You know, I knew about the birth of Jesus and through Christmas, but, you know, I've, I, I had that, I felt him physically I, emotion, mm. I, when I accepted yeah. him as my savior. So that's, that's yeah. the way more I think of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's two, there's a couple of different levels at which you can look at this. There's the, the objective sense, right? Which is what uh, Lou is looking at with the birth of Jesus Christ, something in the world, in, in reality changes because mm -hmm. God has now chosen to be present here right. with us in this way. I think what you're talking about, Mark, is, you know, when does that become real for us? When in our experience does that salvation uh, become real? And for each of us, that's a, a, different, a different moment, something that, that we can point to. So, Josh, in your, in your systematics class, mm -hmm. they would divide the class up. Then would you have to argue for the different uh, 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 points at which uh, salvation becomes real? Or Yeah, more of just like, why did you choose what you chose? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Kind yeah. Of deal. Um, it wasn't to where we knocked anyone. Right. I was just like... Why did you come to that determination? Because you, you, you could make an argument that it is uh, uh, in, in, in God's own mind before anything is created. Right. If God has this plan and it includes the incarnation, the, the cross, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you know, you could say it's predestined, a good, a good uh, reformed sure, word, yeah. uh, predestined <laughs> from, from the beginning of time. And uh, uh, yeah, I know I... Uh, Lou is right. In this act, in the incarnation, uh, uh, something is different in in all uh, of history, both going forward and going back in some ways. And so, I appreciate the way he pulls that out. Yeah, I remember it was it was whenever I was attending Candler School of Theology, or maybe even my first few years in undergrad studying religion. And and Lou hints at it without yeah. you know really kind of diving into is we do not need to know how the incarnation took place. Yeah, yeah. And so Lou's leaving that crack door, um, you know, because, you know, I grew up in a predominantly Southern Baptist household. My mom was Southern Baptist. And so it's, you know, you didn't question anything. You, there was no room to... Uh, Praise the Lord, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there was no room to, uh, you know, kind of wiggle out of. And so, and, and I remember, you know, the first time I heard, you know, that the virginity of Mary was not, um, was more about sin and how sin kind of passed through. And so if she wasn't a virgin, um, then Jesus could have, his sin could have been sinful because he would have carried on Mary's sin. And so that's why it was so important in the beginning and just, you know, sitting there a little, you know, country, little hick boy from, you know, the panhandle <laughs> of Florida being like, what? 
you know, kind of deal. And, and just being like, wait, 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 what? Hold on. Stop. What's happening? And so and then it became, you know, the whole class kind of erupted because we were all Bible study, you know, grew up in the church kind right. of kids. And so, you know, all of us are just, you know, racking our brains of, of what in the world um, is being taken place and what has been argued, you know, kind of in this you know, of, of Christian history. And so I think Lou, what I like here within that sentence that Lou does is he does, you know, we, we don't need to know how the incarnation took place, you know, cause it, it's a wild story, right. you know, at the end of it all. And Joseph being, you know, kind of cast aside, you know, and he probably was the one that had to take some of the biggest hits, you know, kind of going through of, of uh, what was happening. So I, you know, so I think that I really like that Lou left that sentence there to, uh, you know, that we don't need to know. Well, I, I look at it too, from the standpoint, and I see where he's coming from, where it is the, the incarnation, because with that, without that, there isn't uh, a death, a resurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as Stephen said, you know, it's predestined. I, I kind of agree with that. Oh, yeah. I, and I certainly understand where Lou's coming from because without that, that moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the things that followed, you know, um, like I said, the death resurrection w- wouldn't move, wouldn't have yeah. happened. So yeah, I, I understand yeah. it, but you know, when it changes us, you know, kind of on this, you know, major religious scale, you know, yeah. to where now we have the God that we worship, the God that, that we, you know, believe in, have faith in, you know, is now changing the game by putting flesh on and, and walking amongst us, then to eventually die and 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 go, um, and then to be raised raised up. And you know, it's you look across the board at other major religions, and you know, there's some other ones you know kind of there and that have passed through. But it's just, you know, it's it's what changes the game, right? And and it becomes so like what you were saying earlier, Mark, like comes more personal at that point because now we know that we have a God that can cry, that can suffer, that can love, that can um, get mad, get sad. You know, all these emotions that we deal with on a daily basis is now brought into, you know, kind of the simplicity of, right. of who God is. And so that's what I think I love so much about Jesus and kind of what that brings for me from a faith kind of aspect. Yeah. Well, Mark, again, thank you so much for coming in. I love this conversation, and I say that we have it in a few more days. I look forward to it, and I'll see you in a couple days. Right, thanks, cool. guys. Thank I you. appreciate it. And thanks to uh, thanks to Lou for writing our reflection on the incarnation. Uh, I'm going to close uh, for prayer today. I'm going to use the words of a uh, a poem that Dietrich Bonhoeffer had written. I was talking with Lou earlier about uh, some some shared appreciation for. Uh, Bart and Bonhoeffer and some of the the German. Lou had shared then this this poem that's been translated into English and into a a beautiful piece of music. So I'm going to have this be the first, uh, just the uh, first verse in the chorus of this be our prayer uh, on this the day after Christmas today. So will you pray with me? Surrounded by such true and gentle powers, so wondrously consoled and without fear, thus will I spend with you these final hours and then, then together enter a new year. By gentle powers, lovingly surrounded with patience, we'll endure. Let come what may, God is with us at night and in the morning, and certainly on every future day. Thanks be to the God who is with us. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Amen.